in the flow. That's the name of today's little wee transmission, in the flow. What a great day it is to be alive on this cosmic Wednesday. I am outside. I'm hiking. You can probably hear the rustling of the leaves. Lots of leaves on the ground, crunchy, autumnal. And my feet are out too. I'm wearing my uh, barefoot shoes that are barefoot sandals. I'm going to have to get a pair of boots pretty soon for all the winter hiking that I'm sure to be doing and orating these transmissions as we go into the cooler months of the year. But I'm feeling really good in this crisp weather. And that's a good sign. That's a sign of metabolic health. If someone can take a little bit of the cold, think about our ancestors. They weren't, you know, bundled up to the gills because they were eating the right food and they had the right lifestyle, of course. And it's harder and harder these days to get things right because of all the disinfo and because so many of us were born into foul habits. So into the flow or in the flow rather. I want to talk about seven facets of spiritual awareness, which essentially are really just facets of esoteric health. I like that little phrase right there, esoteric health. And esoteric health to me is a sign of spiritual awareness, I guess, and looking at health through a different lens, not just seeing health as you know, eating enough and, and sleeping enough. Those things are all super important, obviously. But here are some facets of spiritual awareness, which essentially, like I said, esoteric health. And it really gives me an idea, and I'm sure you listening to this as well, about how health is not just physical health. It's so much more than that. And if we assess our health from a perspective of spiritual awareness, we'll be able to get even a deeper idea of what health really is. So, life can be a treadmill of mundane details, or it can be an inspiring adventure of uplifting experiences. And of course, this is true depending on what your life is like. Maybe there have been times when your life has been mundane, and maybe there have been times when your life has uplifting experiences. Maybe it's a mix of both. But leading a stimulating life that doesn't have an over arching essence of uh, being mundane is really important, especially in this world that has a lot of drudgery, looks quite unappetizing in many areas besides, you know, the beautiful natural ones. It's easy to fall into the treadmill of mundane living. And that's why I think so many of us are geared towards things that induce escapism. As Terence McKenna says, a doorway out of mundane. I mean, who wants to live a mundane life? I don't think anybody does, consciously or subconsciously or unconsciously. 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 There we go. So here are some facets of um, awareness. And the first one is flow. Something that I really think the modern lifestyle tries to obliterate as much as possible, especially with all the dopamine hits of all the notifications on one's mobile. I would advise those listening to delete or turn off as many notifications on your mobile as you can and to unsubscribe to just all the mundane email and the stuff that you probably don't even look at. Who needs that coming into us? Whether we choose to not look at it or not, who even needs it coming in? So squelch it before it can get even, you know, access to you. So number one is flow. That's why I call this in the flow, because I feel in a way that flow is the beginning of all this spiritual awareness. Even being able to get into that flow state is really difficult for people who don't have enough 
energy. And when we don't have enough energy, real energy, not the energy of running on the stress hormones of adrenaline and cortisol, which of course will cause from a TCM perspective, you know, spleen key deficiency and all different types of, of problems, we really can never get into that state because when we're in this hypometabolic high stress state, every event is a burden. Now ask yourself, do you feel like that? Is every event in a burden a burden? Does everything lead to the doom and gloom feeling of anxiety, the what if? If every event is a burden for you or for someone in your life, that person's not healthy. That person is in a hypometabolic state. They've down-regulated their organs because they're not getting the nourishment and they're terribly stressed. It's no way to go about life, everything being a burden. What a terrible way to go about existing when everything could be sweetness and lusciousness and a jewel as opposed to seeing everything as a burden. Chances are people who see every event as a burden also get set off really easily by things. I'd recommend a media fast if anyone is thinking that every event is a burden. So flow. A sense of flow attracts synchronicity into your life's events. This almost magical sense enables you to always be in the appropriate place at the appropriate time in order to gain the most out of your experiences that complete you, your inner self, planned for this life. So being in the flow. One of my favorite ways to get into flow is cooking and probably broadcasting too. But of course, that's a, that's a much later habit that I've delved into. But yeah, cooking is really a way that I've always historically for decades found my flow. And, and writing too. Number two facet of spiritual awareness and esoteric health, unconditional love. You develop a sense of unconditional love for the inner spiritual essence of all humans that you connect with in your life. And this sounds a bit new, Jew, neutered age to me, but maybe if we see it from more of a TCM or a GNM perspective, it'll make more sense than just seeing it from the allopathic perspective of things. Even the difficult people, as they are often holding up a mirror for you to understand an aspect of past habits, which deep down you would like to examine at this time. And yes, it, it can be that, but sometimes it's just, it's a strain. And it's a nuisance to be around certain people, places, and things that just don't have it together. And there comes a time when maybe we have to make a choice that's often difficult, where we have to extract ourselves from those situations, no matter how permanent we've made them. And of course, nothing's really permanent in this life. I mean, some things sure do feel like they are, but life itself is is not permanent, so how could anything in life really be permanent from the big perspective? So a sense of unconditional love naturally includes full acceptance of yourself just as you are. That's the real important asset of it or facet with the personality that you adopted for this lifetime of experience. And of course, our personality can change. I know a lot of times they tell you in allopathy your personality is set. That's a hoax. Everything in allopathy is a hoax, or at least 99% of what they say is a hoax. You can obviously change your personality, but you have to want to. And you can't expect someone that you're working with, like a, a counselor or anything like that, is going to do the work for you. You have to do the work yourself. And with me, the most successful clients I've worked with have been the ones that have put in the work themselves. They haven't been the ones that have said, fix me. And of course, it's no one's job to fix somebody else. They can give them ideas, they can support them, they can be um, there to hear and witness what they have to say, but you've got to do the work yourself. You know, so many people just have that perspective of, oh, I can't do this, I can't eat that. Well, then I guess you won't be doing it, right? You can catch those old thought patterns of self-criticism and remember that you live in a universe which is naturally full of love and unconditional acceptance. And I know even without 
the frame of the movement, just the frame of living in this Zaoslaj culture, we oftentimes don't think in this way. We think in ways of everything is fear and terror, even up to the point that some people are believing, you see like on Jugal, this, this absolute Zao Sludge nonsense. Any day now, meteor is gonna hit Earth. I mean, come on, it's, it's just, this is theater for me. I get laughter yoga out of stuff like this. I, I hope you are too. Number three uh, facet of spiritual awareness and esoteric health would be abundance. And of course, we live in a world that promotes scarcity. Not enough room for all the people in the world, you know, too many people eating all these cows that are causing farts, you know, that's causing, quote, global warming. Everything is based on scarcity mentality. Accept abundance as the natural flow of the universe. Forget those opinions about there being something wrong with money. And of course, there's nothing wrong with money. Many people's attitudes about money, that's the problem, but money itself is not the problem. That's like saying a certain food was terrible for everyone. No, it's the person's body that cannot digest the food based on their conflicts and their their state of their terrain inside being you know on, on the fritz essentially so forget those opinions about something being wrong with money it's a form of energy yeah and the universe is filled with energy obviously life gets a lot more convenient when you are abundant it really gets inconvenient when you are not when you follow the innermost joy you find yourself doing work that you love and find absorbing when you find your work absorbing you become very good at it without feeling that took a lot of effort, right? And I've noticed this so many times in my life, even thinking back to times when I've done things in the culinary milieu and I, I would leave whatever I did and I said, wow, they actually paid me to do this? They paid me to cook? They paid me to do this lecture? Damn, I would have done this for free. I had so much fun, right? That's how your work should really feel. And I feel like that now when, the, when I'm doing the work that I'm doing, whether I'm doing these shows or I'm counseling other humans, I feel exactly the same way. When you're highly skilled, employers and customers alike hear about you by word of mouth and they seek you out. Follow your inner joy and it's the secret to finding and developing an occupation or passion that brings natural abundance. Yeah, so if someone really hates their, their job or their place of employ, that is not going to help with spiritual awareness or esoteric health. Number four, intuitive insight. Both men and women find that with regular spiritual practices, their sense of intuition develops smoothly and naturally. Soon your insights grow to become very valuable in dealing with the challenges of life. And yeah, if you can tune in, which I know is harder and harder these days because of all the distractions, but really tuning in and taking a step back when you feel uncomfortable and saying, you know, why do I feel this way? Why is this happening? Have another cascade of events happened in the past that led me to feel the same way? And that's basically the essence of Germanic New Medicine. It's picking up on these patterns, what they sometimes call a track if it's a conflict that keeps on replaying like train tracks. So to get this intuitive insight, it takes spiritual awareness, but it also takes the esoteric health of being metabolically balanced. It's, it's, a, it's a game of both. And it's, it's kind of, maybe it's ironic or weird or just humorous that so many of these supposed spiritual gurus don't have the esoteric health. They may have some level possibly convoluted of spiritual awareness, but they really don't have that esoteric health, that metabolic health, that healthy organ health, that sense of ease, because so many of them are stuck in the sludge religious psyops of, you know, not eating all the foods out there. Like, you know, vegetarianism is a big thing for a lot of quote, spiritual people. And there's nothing spiritual about starving yourself. Um, that just sounds like a zog psyop to me personally. Number five facet of spiritual awareness and esoteric health, creativity.
A growing sense of creativity becomes apparent when your spiritual practices become your daily routine. You discover new ways to achieve results because you see situations from a broader perspective. And yeah, so important to have creativity, a sign of having a healthy um, second chakra. And of course, creative energy is sexual energy. So those two things work together, but staying creative, being creative, that's a sign of health. That's a sign of living a stimulating life, creating as opposed to consuming. And of course, it's okay to consume certain things out there like this broadcast and other things that are feel good and help with awareness. But we want to spend the majority of our time in the flow of creativity as opposed to consuming over and over and over, especially for women. That's a very young and masculine place to be, to constantly be taking in all of this information. We don't need that. We can rely more heavily on our intuition. Number six, wisdom. Advances in spiritual wisdom and understanding come from spiritual awareness and esoteric health. In things like meditation, it's important to let distracting surface thoughts dissipate so that deeper realizations may surface at the time they are needed. And this little thing I'm reading to you came from the perspective of meditation creating spiritual awareness, but that's not the only thing that creates spiritual awareness. Plenty of people who meditate have no spiritual awareness, have no esoteric health. Oftentimes they're so imbalanced and traumatized that the meditations can actually make them even more spacey, especially with some of the breathing that causes hyperventilation. A meditation doesn't have to be sitting in a room in Swastikasana doing pranayama. It can be, but just taking a walk in the woods can be meditation too, lovemaking, chanting, cooking. You know, it, it shows up in many different ways. And finally, number seven, raising world consciousness. When you detach from worldly concerns and express a higher frequency of consciousness, the conflicts of the lower frequencies of consciousness become automatically healed. When you let go of any form of conflict within yourself, you are able to rise to a higher frequency of consciousness in a state of harmony and balance. And this is really important, especially as the world becomes more crazy, more Kali Yuga-ish, more accelerated in all the Zao Sludge agendas that are just, you know, top-notch perversion, top-notch inversion. It really takes, I think, a lot of spiritual awareness and esoteric health to say, we're going to be okay, or I'm going to be okay. We are eternal beings. Personally, I don't really worry about what's going on in the world. It's not because I shun myself from it. I don't spend a lot of time looking into the minutia of what's occurring. But I'm, I'm content knowing that it's all going to be okay. And it's not because my head's in the sand or up my bum or something like that. I just know. I just intuitively know because I just do. And that's it. I think sometimes we have to really hone that inner truth muscle and tell ourselves that we can give ourselves confirmation as opposed to getting some you know, confirmation out there from some study or report or something. That is all sludge. It's not even real, right? So higher frequencies of conscious hold a higher power, of course. That's one of the reasons why they want to downgrade everyone on Earth. And it's been a slow game. It's a slow downgrade. They don't just downgrade people to like an intense degree overnight. It's got to be slow. That's why we have things like vaccination. It's a slow downgrade. Does it kill some people immediately and make them very sick immediately? Certainly. But the point of vaccination is a slow downgrade. Fluoride, a slow downgrade. Glyphosate, a slow downgrade. Low-protein diet, a slow downgrade. You know, living with all this internal trauma and, and being told all these weird things that are wrong about it, that's a downgrade. That's a slow downgrade. Now they're trying to tell people in some of these kind of like fast food self-help 
areas on the internet that you should try to get off on your trauma or pain, which essentially is what BDSM tells people to do. So if you were abused in some capacity at some point in your life, you're supposed to be getting off on it. That doesn't sound like healing to me. That sounds like you're getting deeper, deeper into the trauma. So there's a lot of sick stuff going on out there that is really designed to degrade and lower people's vibe. And of course, it's so much easier done to people who don't have the foundation of a strong diet. When I first originally got into health many, many decades ago, I guess probably as a I don't even know. I mean, I, I grew up macrobiotic, so it was always kind of a facet with the philosophy and everything. But I always knew that diet was so important. And yes, it's not everything, but it it's really important. So if you don't have that as your foundation, you really can't expect to have the spiritual awareness or the esoteric health. It's, it's part of the framework. It'd be like building a house with, you know, with no foundation. It would just be a house of cards that you could blow down. The power ratio of spiritual consciousness to conflict-oriented consciousness is many thousands to one. If you allow balance to enter your life through a spiritual state of consciousness, it will manifest immediately and very powerfully in your daily life. You will also be helping to raise the planetary consciousness in a very powerful and constructive manner. And yeah, we're just a drop in the bucket, but our drop matters if we're all working for the same goal right? The same Taoist national socialist goal, regardless of essentially our race, because that's a, that's a template for everyone, right? Remember, it's not just NS Germany. Uh, you know, Muammar Gaddafi was using it in Libya before he was, you know, um, euthanized by Zog. Euthanized isn't the right word, um, murdered by Zog. But this is a, a tablet or a template that works for all humans. And of course, within the context of that, we're always going to gravitate to our own race or species. That's just the beauty of nature, right? We really want to preserve that amazing diversity, not diversity. So a little bit there, seven facets of spiritual health and um, spiritual awareness and esoteric health. And I'll leave with a personal note of something that information that came to me I think it was just, yeah, it was last Wednesday, actually. It was 11-2. I decided to um, party with the mushroom. And uh, the mushroom told me, let go of all attachments. And then I drew this really interesting picture of the mushroom afterwards, laying on a chaise lounge, like one of those 70s-style chaise lounges, with his, his or her. I'm assuming the mushroom isn't even having a sex. Not that the mushroom is a tranny or anything like that. I think the mushroom is beyond the binary of sex, if that makes sense. So the mushroom was there. I don't even want to call the mushroom a they because I don't want to use any of their language. So I drew this picture of a mushroom on a chaise lounge with its hands behind its head, wearing like a sleek pair of Ray-Bans, kind of like a you know vintage 70s, 80s kind of flair. And the mushroom was saying, let go of all attachments because the mushroom told me, let go of all attachments. So I'm telling you what the mushroom told me, let go of all attachments. If you really want to upgrade your spiritual awareness and your esoteric health, let go of attachments. That's the way to do it, right? And I'm not saying let go of the attachments of, you know, eating a healthy diet or taking a shower. I mean, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about letting go of attachments that keep us in this low vibratory, mundane treadmill. That's essentially what I'm talking about. They keep us in this codependent thing, this conundrum, essentially. So that's all for I have today for this little tidbit in the flow. I hope you're having an amazing day wherever you are in this big white world. I'm going to continue now on my walk. Enjoy the uh, beautiful air, beautiful surroundings, and we'll be connecting again soon on the next transmission. All right, everybody. Satnam.